You have just entered The Royal Access, a show for believers who are ready to walk boldly in their faith by choosing Christ over culture. Journey with us each week as I connect with guests who share that their success is found in having Jesus as their source. Welcome everyone to our second episode of The Royal Access in this season. I am super excited for my first guest, which is Daria, and we're going to dive into the conversation. And as I mentioned last week, this whole season, we are talking to game changers, believers who have chosen the path of walking with God. And sometimes that path is not always easy. So as you know, this season is talking about the realities of choosing Christ over culture. And so every guest that we'll have over the next few weeks, I feel like they have exemplified that in some way. And that's why they're with me today for us to talk more about it. All right. So today I am hanging out with Daria. I am so glad to have you with me. I think I started following you probably, is it a year now? If not a year, it was before your beauty videos, though. You used to have videos where you used to be in your car and talking about different things, just about in Nassau in general. And I was like, I love this girl personality. Who is she? <laughs> and you. then it started to blow up a lot on TikTok after that. And it was just like, it was seeing the beauty videos and just seeing how your brand expanded. Um, and so I found out that you're Catherine's sister. I know Catherine really well, I'm yes. sure. But, That's why um, I know you. And so one of the things that I wanted to ask you about was, when was it that you decided to have a relationship with God? Some of us in Bahamas, you know, we grew up in the faith or, you know, for me, I grew up in the faith, but I wouldn't say it was until I was an adult where I kind of took the relationship seriously. So when do you feel like for you was when you decided to like walk with God? Like I said, I grew up in the faith as well, but was I really in the faith though? You know? <laughs> was, I? Oh, was I? But I would say about three years ago was when I really took it seriously. I was always in church, always my mother, my sister, as you know, but personally, like my own relationship, I would say about three years ago. Mm-hmm. What do you think made the shift for you to say, okay, I want to be serious about my relationship with God versus just growing up? Heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> we here, girl. Don't. <laughs> Heart's alerting. Heartbreak. No, I mean, for real. Um, heartbreak and being in school, I needed help with school. And I realized that, no matter me, always told me that Yahweh can be whatever it is that you want him to be. And at that point, I needed him to be a professor. I needed him to be a healer because my heart was broken and my grades was down. And <laughs> I needed help. So on my own, just wasn't, it wasn't working out. And the more I started to actually develop or search for a relationship with him, I felt comforted. I realized that I was lazy. He showed me a lot of things about myself. It wasn't that I couldn't learn. I just was procrastinating or I was being slothful. I wasn't applying myself like I should. So he showed me things about myself. He didn't put smarts in me. He just showed me things about myself that I needed to change. And it just became a journey and I just stuck to it. I love that. I love that, you know, when you are in your moment of I'm overwhelmed, I needed guidance in terms of school, guidance in terms of heartbreak and girl, I can relate to that. <laughs> Um, that you said, you know, I need to turn to Christ Mm -hmm. and I need to walk with him. And the heartbreak situation, you talked a little bit about the grades. How did he walk you through that heartbreak situation? Because I never thought about that in terms of it's it's not just that I don't have the intellect. It's just that I'm not applying. Mm -hmm. And so, like you said, as you walk through that journey, God was able to show you, like, this is what's going on. This is how you got here with these grades. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is how I'm going to walk you out. So how did he walk you through the journey with the heartbreak? 
Um, I would say he taught me what love was a lot. I'm still teaching me because growing up, I feel as though I was someone that tried to please a whole lot. And in pleasing people, I thought that would automatically equal getting love back. So it was very transactional. Mm -hmm. And I really trusted that my personality or what I had to offer was sufficient. I always overextended a whole lot. So I feel as though in my journey of asking Yahweh, what is it? Why is it that I get into these cycles and patterns? He showed me, this is why, but you don't have to do this to get that. Like you don't earn my love. And it's the same way you shouldn't have to earn other people's love. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what you have is sufficient to offer. And he just, I just think he showed me my self-worth a whole lot. Like before I did, I had a very low self-esteem and I said it a lot on my platform. And people wouldn't think so because, you know, you do beauty, you do all these things. But it's like, it's the things you don't see. I had a very low self-esteem. I was very insecure, especially with my parents. And that's why I overcompensated in a lot of other areas. Like I would overextend myself for people just to be have a space in a circle. But that's not what Yahweh calls me to be. And he showed me that, you know, you're beautiful. You have so many gifts. You have so many talents that I gave you. And these are the things that you should be loved for, not what you could offer or the value you think you bring. So... He taught me how to love myself and how I should be loved. Have a very romantic relationship, I would say, with Yaoi. Yeah. And th that's amazing. And I love that you said that just now, that you have a very romantic relationship. Because when God directed me to rebrand the podcast and how I wanted to move the Royal Access forward, it ta he talked to me about, I'm a hopeless romantic in terms of, <laughs> I love love. <laughs> Country, very corny, <laughs> very cheesy. I love love. I love love stories. So I will watch, I will watch reality shows about love. I will watch interviews where people and I. I don't care how many times I hear a story about how did you meet, how did you meet, That's how did you meet. And when God was directing me with this season and um, taking it to the interview platform or getting to know people, He led me down that road of allowing people to share how they got connected to me and how they walk with me and it was in a very romantic way and and the bible talks about too our relationship with christ marriages are a reflection of our relationship with christ yep. but we focus so heavily on the practical of marriage and love and romance but a lot of us don't focus heavily on what is that connection like when you come to god and you walk with him and that and he pursues you yep. and he loves you for who you are what was that like when you met him what was that like for him to walk through it and that's what he said he wanted me to talk about because it's a beautiful journey and I think a lot more people need to understand what it means to have that intimate relationship with God because a lot of us may grow up in the faith and like I know God and but when when you get to know him on the intimate level as it's you different. said it's romantic yeah, it's he shows you those things because you know I think our attachment, if a human showed us those things, our loyalty and attachment will be to a human who may fail us because humans make mistakes. But when it was, no, God told me that I'm people-pleasing. God told me that I was trying to earn love. God told me that I was trying to be transactional. And so your allegiance and your loyalty is to your relationship with God, not to a human being. Mm -hmm. So that's so good that you were able to learn that. And heartbreak, like when you said heartbreak, I was like, that is that is my story. That is how <laughs> the truth. <laughs> that is that is how I got here of of taking my relationship with God seriously yeah. because for me and I don't know if it happened with you, I had a relationship where God was supposed to be. I had relationships of getting married, all of that. I idolized that over my relationship with God. And when what I was doing on my own account didn't lead to the outcome I wanted, I was like, "Oh God, I need." That'd be the first thing you say. Oh God, that's the first thing. Yeah. <laughs> I need you. And so did you leave the relationship because it was like too much or did they leave and you felt like I did so much? 
Um, they left. Mm. They left. But the thing is, I always knew I wasn't supposed to be there. Like, Yahweh doesn't leave me blind, you know? Uh, it's just, I can't see, I'm blind. <laughs> I chose not to see. Blind. I chose not to see because Yahweh speaks to me through dreams. I had dreams, you know, countless. Over and over, I saw the red flags. But I thought it was a circus. I thought, <laughs> I go, you know? And the more I ignored his voice, the more I ignored his signs and everything he was showing me. The deeper the claws of the relationship got into me, the unhappier I was. But the more I saw the true person that I was dealing with. And we look at people, but it's really spirits and stuff behind it, you know? Mm. Anger issues and all these things. We just see a face. And it was a pretty face that I saw, but I wasn't seeing the things behind that face. And ultimately, he told me, leave, leave, leave. And I didn't. I was, you know, I, I could build him. I could fix him. You know, I got Project. this. Yeah, I could have done. Build a bit. And, <laughs> and eventually, this person was like, no, this this isn't what I want. And I felt as though that was Yahweh, too. I honestly felt that. I was he's like, this girl is not going to leave. She's stubborn. She hot at it. So let me, let me. So everything, I always had a positive outlook to say, this was Yahweh. You still did. Like, I saw it, but I know this was you because I wouldn't have left until it was too late. Yeah. No, it could have been worse. I could have been depressed. I could have possibly gotten pregnant. I could do it. so many things that happened. So I was so grateful for it. But yeah, he left. He, he yeah, but he. But God allows that to happen yeah. when we don't. When move. we don't move. move. For sure. I was sharing with a friend the other day about you know she said I shared the story a lot that I came out of a relationship ten years ago, um, and it happened because I cheated. But I was sharing with her how. It was probably a few years before that God told me like the relationship was over and it was like a year in nothing was wrong. They did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. The relationship was fine, but I was in church one day and God was like, this is the season has ended. Like the purpose that I had you in each other's life for it's over. Oh, what? No, I'm not going. No, no, I'm not going. I was like, I'm not going. I'm not leaving. And I didn't leave the relationship. And we stayed together. Yeah, I was sick. sick. (laughs) That's my man. That's your man. That's my man. And I was like, I'm not leaving. And three years later, I ended up in a situation where I kissed somebody else. He found out there was betrayal. Girl, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. There was betrayal. And so I know. And he left. Um, because I, you know, betrayed his trust. But one of the things that the Holy Spirit was saying was this was over from a year in, like in, in my timeline. But sometimes I'm so fixed on, I got to get married by 30. But one of the reasons I wanted to interview you today was because just from watching on the outside, and I'm sure your inner circle has been exposed to it more, that recently you've made moves where most people would say, girl, what you doing? This is a lot. But now you're you're heeding to when God is saying it's time, even if it's scary, even if it's unconventional, even if it's over, you know, what somebody else would have done. Um, so how did you get on that journey? You're you're now, I would say, world, you know, internationally known. Yeah, yeah, internationally known. Um, you blew up. Your media platform blew up over social media. Take us through, like, that journey of when you started of uh, what you know, what led you to start, and then that 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 road you took that most people would feel like is kind of unconventional, and just decide to. Okay, so I started hit social media in 2020 in the pandemic first came because I got laid off my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got laid off my job. I was still in school, and at that point, it still wasn't a. I'm going to take this seriously. I just, like you said, just doing it for fun, posted talking videos and stuff like that. And then after I got laid off, I was like, I have more free time. Mind you, I always wanted 
to do the hey guys welcome back to my i always <laughs> welcome to my channel i always do that um but i was always scared because where we live it's not conventional it's not a traditional route and i was like i said low confidence low self-esteem i just didn't think that what i had to offer would be sufficient for people to actually want to tune in that was me and you ever had something like a dream i watched something earlier it says when yahweh has a dream for you you can't just delete it because it's not yours. That's the dream he has for you. So I always had this desire. It kept pressing and pressing and pressing on me to say start. And then I made every excuse. I'm like, oh, I don't have no equipment. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have a job. I live from NIB to NIB. I don't have nothing. Like, life rough right now. I'm going out. This ain't a time to be, hey, guys. Well, no. You need to be applying with jobs, sis. You're not no, hey, guys. This is not the hey, guys. He's it. Hey, employer. You know, okay. See me. So I decided to... Um, just post a video. I was mm. easing into it, like just ease into it. I post a few videos, and from there I started to fall, fall in love with it. I always wanted to be a teacher, so this is how I was going to tie into it. I always wanted to be a teacher, but that dream changed. And I love makeup. I love art. I was always immersed in it in school. So when I saw TikTok came about, it was rebranded from Musically, and people were on there teaching makeup and sharing their makeup tips and stuff like that. I was like, this is something I can do. You know, it was a new platform. I hopped on it, but it was still kind of new, so I feel like I got in a good time, and I really thought I could do well on it. So I started posting videos, and I wasn't getting the support as I wanted to, and I was getting frustrated when I was, I'm like, see me, you know, see me. I owe you and stuff. Yeah, I, I've arrived. See me. But um, I wasn't consistent inside of it, and that's something else I, had, I tell people a lot. You can't expect people to know you or see you if you're not consistent, like consistently showing up in their faces. The more I did it, the more the Bohemian, and I truly appreciate my Bohemian community, they, show, they showed up for me, they liked, they shared, they commented, they asked me to do things, and I just keep building and building and building from there until I was like, okay, I'm not making no money from this. You know, support is cool and all, but, but you know, dollars. it's all a sign, so my way asked, you know. So I got a job. I went into tourism industry, but I was doing the same thing. I was doing social media. I was always good at it. And I did some freelance. Um, I was there um, at the resort for nine months. And then I blew up during that time. During that time, I was doing work full-time. I was doing content basically every day full-time. I was doing the gym. I was doing another page because I have two pages. Mm -hmm. And then I just felt the urge, I would say, about three months before I left. Like, it, it, it's finished now. Like how you said, you got that first year. I was like three months before I quit. I was like, I felt this. Like, it's not the rest on me to say it's time. Like, it's time to make your next move. But I didn't want to hear that because right. I didn't like getting brand deals and having that that direct deposit. Yeah, I you, love I, that company. Love that, that right there. That, <laughs> that? <laughs> tell everybody when they say entrepreneurship, but ain't nothing like no. you know mm -mm. that deposit coming on the. I I felt like Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I felt like Elon Musk. I felt rich. I you couldn't tell me I wasn't rich. So when rich, I started rich. feeling that um, pressing, I talked to mom about it. She's like, you know, pray about it, and then. I, I, I honestly hit it out the back of my mind. I was like, you know what? I could, I could hold on for a little while longer. And I kept going for like two more months. And then I felt depressed again. Uh, I talked to my sister. She was like, you need to make an exit strategy. My sister's all about entrepreneurship. She would tell you, leave your <laughs> you job today. <laughs> she would say, leave your job. And now I feel as though I started to get frustrated because I wasn't moving. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's something. Frustration is, a lot of people say it's bad. But frustration is also a positive thing. It frustrates us into different seasons. Mm -hmm. I got frustrated. I was upset with my job. I was in the bathroom crying. I was like, this is ghetto. I hated it so much. Everything started going wrong on my job. Everything it was going through. Meetings after meetings, problems after problems. Until I just 
just was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I prayed, I fasted, and I know a lot of people want to hear that I heard a yes from Yahweh, but I never heard a yes. Mm. I never once heard a yes. And I talked to countless amount of people about it, and it was like, you know, maybe you should wait. You know, those people who telling you, no, maybe you should wait, dog, because, you know, you have a good job, we're in a recession. You know, people wish they had this job, and you both, you won't be content creator. <laughs> you, won't, you won't quit your job to make TikTok. That's what you want to do. You know? <laughs> and not to be content creator. You won't quit your job to make TikTok. That's what you want to do. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to do. Because at that point, I knew I'd forged so much relationships with brands. I was making basically twice my salary and just brand deals. Right. But it was never just about the money. I was honestly tired of my job. I knew there was more for me to do. I had a boss there who always tell you need to fly. Like she always felt said, mm. this place is too small for you, Dario. So I got frustrated. I talked to my parents and I quit my job. <laughs> I I left. I was happy. I I it was I was afraid though. Because like I said, I never got a, a yes. I'm a very calculated person. I'm not risky or spontaneous. I need a plan. I need to see this this is gonna happen this month, this month. But my sister was telling me it's not how it's always going to work. We're adults. Mm-hmm. Once you're with Yahweh, no matter what part you take, Yahweh's going to be with you. He's going to direct you where you should go. So if you stay on the job, you don't know next two months, he might give you a yes and say leave. If you go, you don't know what's going to happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, take the leap. Take that quantum leap. And she empowered me. And I was like, you know what? I put in my, I, yeah, I put in my resignation and I take it back. <laughs> and I put it in again. Wait, um, you put it in and you take it back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I put it in and I take it back on my boss, too, even though she didn't tell me to go. Because, you know, I was one of the best workers in my head. Um, she was like, Dara, I don't know if I want to accept this. So she's like, let's just pray about it for another week. Let's pray about it. So I it back, put it back in again. Because I felt, I felt the pressure. It was like, it was frustrating me so much I couldn't sleep. Mm. I could not sleep. I felt like I had to do this. That in a peace. I didn't have peace at all. And I was like, you know what? I don't want... I don't want this opportunity to pass me. You're telling me to do this now. You're placing your urgency on it now because for a reason. I did it, and that was, like, one of the best decisions I've ever made in my 23 years of living. (laughs) You're Um, only 23. Yeah. Only 23, guys. (laughs) That was the best, the best decision I have ever made. I was afraid. I cried. I I was worried if I would eat. Mm-hmm. I was scared, even though I know y'all was gonna protect me. But there's still this human side of us that needs assurance, like s- assurance that I can see. Right. And Yahweh wasn't giving me nothing. I said he didn't give me a yes. Um, my, on my last day, I was like Yahweh, if someone come up to me, oh, I just need you to do this in three or something. I can't remember what I tell him. I just need someone these words to be spoken to me three times. I put a fleece. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't, okay, Gideon, I will, I will take that back. Listen to me. Ben I was, I was <laughs> afraid. I was afraid that I made the wrong decision. I don't like making. I always. I don't like making wrong. Right. I low key a perfectionist. I don't like the idea of having to start over or redirect. I want to go one straight road, but that's mm. not how life is. Life is very. It's not linear goes up and down but that was the best decision i've ever made literally said in the mirror this morning i was like that was the best what did you take so long for what were you worried about you know it was the best and now you're just you're doing brand deals over and over and recently how did that come about recently a brand flew you out yeah flew it out (laughs) um it was with lancome um i i'm still shocked myself like i am honestly still when i email come in I just sat there and I was like, oh my God, Moose, like, what happened? I was like, girl. And I, t- 
eyes like, don't want me come. <laughs> People want to fly me yeah, out. Was, Where was it? It was right in Miami. But, um, it was a brand event for a launch of a new skincare product. So they said they've been following my content. But I know that was Yahweh because I don't I don't own a Lancome product. I don't. No, I couldn't say that there now. No, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, 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 love that. This is scary. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't own one Lancome. I have never, ever integrated or promoted Lancome in my life. Wow. Ever. So when they sent me that email, I was shocked. I almost didn't feel like I was supposed to take it. It automatically felt guilt of, I don't know, the reason, like, you don't deserve this. But I quickly hit that on my head. Mm-mm. Yeah, because it, 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 it but comes. <laughs> but exactly, this is the blessing. Yes. He sent this for me, mm-hmm. just for me. Um, but it was great. There was, um, I was the only person that, came from out of Miami right for it so you were the only one everybody all the other influencers were based, based in, Miami. in Miami yeah and even after I told them I'm like I'm not from the bomb I mean Miami, Miami. like that's fine we still want you to come we want you to be here so I was like say less say less <laughs> you know I, I was I'm still in shock Say less. Now, one of the things that I do want people to realize that when we do take this path with God is that everybody's path is unique. And so sometimes I think when we try to look at other people's path and say, okay, well, let me do the same thing. And it's like, well, I don't have the same results. That's because that's not where God sent you to go. No, that's something I had to learn to embrace me, because you would be looking at, I telling my mommy this morning, you'd look at TikTok and you, this person telling you, I'm 19 with 26 cars and a million dollars and I did this, 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 you can do it too. Uh, but that's not me. No. I could get that doing my own thing. And I think social media, well, the world in general has changed a lot where a lot of people aren't embracing their own identities or their own Yagiman purpose because the timelines, like you say, it's probably not fast enough mm-hmm. or it doesn't look as dazzle, razzle dazzle as the other person. But I find that when we accept who we are, because I was one, I feel like I was someone that adopted a lot of people's identities or what Mm. they do, because I see it moving fast for them. But that's their thing. You're not going to move fast in someone else's lane. You're not. Uh, that is that is like if you're taking that's a mic drop. Like you're not gonna move right fast. Down, yeah. Right now, you're not you're not gonna move fast in anybody else's lane. Yeah. The reason why I like that is because some people may look at you and sit, think, like when I said you're 23, like she's moving fast um, when it comes to this TikTok journey. But you're moving fast in the lane that God directed you to. I was made for this. You were made for it. Yeah. You were made for it. And when we get in alignment with what God has told us to do and where He told us to go, then that moves. And it, it's like it's like me with relationships, like you talked about a relationship like if i was thinking like if this happened has to happen before 30 if that's not the lane i have for you i don't care how you stay push Close. cry do lean <laughs> i don't i don't care he's like i don't care and that is the thing about you know choosing christ over everything else the world is doing and even though what you're doing now is popular in the world what you're doing is crafted for you it's what god called you to do in this season and that's why you're seeing you know so many blessings but we know we see the blessings what were some hard moments in this journey of walking it out with god or something like did you ever have a moment like i know you say this is the best decision i made but did you ever have a moment of like this is hard or this is this is something that i didn't expect to deal with when it comes to this yes um well i kind of did expect it but just how you say it's in the world being saved and doing this job is very hard and I, my mom always tells me that you have to be grounded when you immerse in social media like this because my life is based on numbers. It's based on trends. Well, my career right now, numbers, trends, what's popular, what's hype. And most time what's popular and trending and hype is not 
something that Yahweh is proud of or wanted children to be indulging in. So there were times when I felt myself staggering, wavering, because it's like you're getting pulled by, not that I want to, but it's your job. Um, but Yahweh gave me this. But to stay relevant, I have to do this. It was like a sway, always a sway, and I was always scared. Even at my brand event that I was at, I, was, I came back and I was telling my friend, I was like, this, I don't know if this will be the end game because I don't ever want to lose myself in this world. I, I don't want to. So if this isn't what Yahweh has to me, then I would leave. But I think that the mental battle, the spiritual battle, choosing my salvation over what is popular while being immersed in what is popular is very, very hard. There's a constant pull, especially in the beauty industry. It's not like I'm just a content creator. I'm an influencer, which is completely different. And the other thing would probably be um, not allowing myself to feel behind because, like I said, my stuff is very numbers-driven. So one week you're up, and it's like, oh, engagement is good. And if you know me, I'm all about engagement. Like, I love when those numbers. I like seeing the point, K. I love that. I need to say, that I is, love that. that There's a couple numbers. I yeah, I, engagement is a big thing for me. So one week you're up, and you're like, oh, this stoked me. And I feel the serotonin mm. from all this good engagement. The next week it's like, what if you're low? 2,000 or 1,000, and you're not pushing the numbers that you want. And I, that's how brands reach out. This is my living. So in a way, you're now tying your value or mm. your opportunities and blessings to numbers. So it kind of messes with your mental health in a way because it's like my number's down. I'm not growing. My inbox dry. Jeepers, I stopped. This don't no sense. This, this don't make no sense. And I heard those people say, this don't make no sense. Yes. <laughs> saying so, that the mm-hmm, not the comparison, the keep, the learning how to separate my value and myself from what I do. It's something I had to learn, and I'm constantly learning. Like I have to, I had to learn to detach myself from the outcomes of my videos mm. because you would tie yourself. I've had moments where I'm like, I don't want to post, I don't do nothing because everything is flopping, and that's not. You can't ask Yahweh to, you know, take this big leap, and then when hard times come, you give up. But in that world, girl, it is. It's one thing to be on someone's job and things aren't going well. That's not your problem. I ain't making problem again. Pay another day. I clock my, it out. My money there at the exactly. end of the month. If your business is going through ups exactly. and downs, I'm sorry but about for that. Me, what I do is my business, so I have to care mm. if the numbers ain't numbering like they should. So those are probably the biggest two things. I like. love those, and you're so insightful. I love it. No, because I think that people, and I love the message you share, and I hope there's a lot of people who watch this, especially young people who look at influencers and say, "I want to do that," because I think you have the right idea. Like I would walk when you said I came from the brown deal, but I would walk away from everything if this is if whenever it's no longer what God has me to do. And then how you said I have to consistently make sure that I'm not tying my value to what I do. Because your value comes from Christ. Yeah. And you and you knowing your past, knowing that you're coming from a place where I did try to people please, I did try to do transactional yes. love, yes. the enemy will try to find different loopholes. Like, okay, if I can't get her on transaction in romantic relationships, I'll get her with the career. I'll get her with... And so it's being mindful of that but i'm glad that you have that circle you mentioned a lot in this interview your mom and your sister yes. um and so i think it's important for us as believers when we're taking a path um of walking with christ and doing things that are not conventional people saying you know you're leaving your job for tiktok <laughs> for tiktok stupid or you have those seasons where it goes up and down because it's unpredictable because Fluctuates. it's a trend yep. like a few years ago like you taught me something just now too when you were saying um, TikTok was Musical.ly? Is that what yes, happened? It was rebranded from yep. Musical.ly? Mm-hmm. The reason why I want to come back to that point is because I feel like 
sometimes we don't like to pivot or take another path or take another journey or do something different because we're like, well, that's scary or that's new or mm-hmm. people are going to say that I'm flip floppy or I'm, I'm not doing things like how people normally do. But when you're walking with Christ, I got to be ready to move when he says, I got to move. There's a, there's a TikTok video where this guy, where he's using this sound, where he said, where are you going? I don't know. What you going to do when you get there? And, he was saying, and his text over it is, that's what a relationship with God is like. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I'm moving, but he's leading. And so just how they were able to rebrand from, okay, musically not working, we're going to do TikTok, and now TikTok is a success. I think that that's how it operates with God. Like, sometimes we have to take this path that doesn't always make sense, that may seem scary, and it doesn't. And even when it has high moments like getting flew out to Miami, (laughs) it also has those moments where I have to remain grounded. I have to trust God. I have to make sure that I'm not attaching my value to this because just because you you took one step in the direction of seeing success with God, the enemy ain't about to leave us yeah, alone. For sure. <laughs> Keep walking. He's not, he not about to leave us alone. So I think that people have to understand in everything that even when I take a walk with God, it's going to have those moments where it's going to be hard. But if I, but the point is that I'm supposed to stay connected to him. And so I think what we have to realize is the same God that gave you the creativity, that gave you the endurance to push forward, and the circle that you have yourself surrounded by yes. is the same God that is going to fuel us to do what he's called us to do. So I want to say thanks so much You're <laughs> for coming this. today. I, I feel like learning about your story was so... It was exactly what I needed, and I think it's exactly what our audience needs when we're thinking about, like, how do I, you know, choose the path of choosing Christ over culture, and what are the true realities, the ups and downs, the good, the bad, everything. So thank you again, Daria, and I can't wait to see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Royal Access Podcast. Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or review. Until next time, I'm Corel Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.